Welcome to the Catholic Men's Show. Today we are going to talk about Catholic education, okay, rearing your children in the faith. How do we do that? Uh, you know, certainly there are different options. Mike, I hear that your son? Daughter. Daughter. Oh, <laughs> I'm it. not a good friend. You uh, I hear that you your daughter it. is entering kindergarten. Yes, she and is. So start in the fall. So we're discerning that currently. Um, I would love to send her to our Catholic school, our parish where we got married. Um, and where our community is. Um, and I think that is what all Catholics should do as good Catholics. And if you do anything else, you're probably going to hell. So. <laughs> and today we're going we're gonna to wow. change his mind. We're going to do it. All right. All right. John Mark, how do you well, approach Catholic I education? Homeschool. And that's obviously the only right way for anybody to do these things. <laughs> oh, my obviously, so. oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, we homeschool. All right. All right. Kevin, where did you go to school growing up? I, I went to a pagan school. <laughs> <laughs> public, public school. I mean, public, public school, school. yeah. Right. I don't have any kids yet, but so, irregardless. You know, we'll see. Yeah, well, by the end of today's episode, we're going to know who's right and who's wrong. That's right. All right. So, full disclosure, I work at a Catholic school, a Catholic church and Catholic school, uh, and I see uh, a value in a plethora of different ways of educating your child in the Catholic faith. So, Great. That's great. Okay, <laughs> let's roll it. <laughs> okay, sorry. We should we should ask. Welcome back. Are we rocking your world? Are we, we want to know. <laughs> Put it in the comments. Tell us in the comments. Tell us about Rob Socks. If you're listening to this show and not watching it, then you have no context for the question we just asked. Yes. Because <laughs> the intro video says, like, the men have assembled and you're going to rock your world or something On a scale like that. from one to ten. How, how rocked is your world? Is your world? <laughs> <laughs> so if you would like to support this Two. nonsense show, <laughs> this show and uh, all things Awaken Catholic, if you'd like to keep the lights running and feed our children and all those wonderful things and support our mission here and spread the gospel far and wide across the interwebs, uh, you can become part of the Awaken Nation by making a monthly donation for as little as a cup of coffee a week. You can support everything that happens here, and uh, we get comments all the time from people who uh, love what we're doing, and it's helping their faith. It's helping them grow, and we hope it does the same for you. So go to awakencatholic.org slash donate and include us in your donations and your tithing. It makes a big difference. And download the Awaken Catholic mobile app using your cellular communication device. <laughs> you can get it in the, in the app store, whether you have an iPhone or an Android. It's a great place for you to have conversation with the host of the show, other people as well. Um, a huge social social uh, aspect to the app. So <laughs> community, so beautifully like a, put. There's a great community. I just called you Pete. I'm going to sign up right now. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, so just just go download that. Speaking of apps, download the Hallow app at hallow.app/awaken to get a free 30-day trial subscription and also to support our ministry. It's a great app for your prayer life. It'll help you out a lot. I promise. Have you ever dreamed of visiting Paris in the fall? Seeing the beautiful Eiffel Tower lit up by a sunset, visiting and venerating holy locations of the Sister Saints of France in Lisieux, Paris, Lourdes, and more. This fall 2021, join select international tours with Claire Swinarski and Catherine Whitaker, along with a host of other powerful Catholic women on a once-in-a-lifetime Seine River cruise pilgrimage in France. 
Join our friends at Select International Tours and Cruises. With over 34 years of experience, they are the perfect company to help you experience pilgrimage. To learn more, visit selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken. Bon voyage! I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Camera on somebody else now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my name is Mike Tenney. I am a Catholic speaker and worship leader out of Washington, D.C. And I am very happy to be here talking with you guys because I don't always get to be on this show, but I'm happy to be here now. And I worked in Catholic education for 14 years. I went to Catholic uh, high school and college, went to public school before that. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this topic. Who are you? I am Nick De La Torre. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm on team here at Awaken Catholic. And I host the definitive Awakened Catholic show. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I host Pop Culture Catechism. I should have said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I am married to an amazing woman. Um, I have three offspring. Oh, she's in the back. Mike, why, and, didn't, why uh, didn't you mention your wife? That seems yeah, weird. Yeah, wow. Do you even love Maddie? I think she's awesome. Okay. No, I, I said it because I think Alina's in the other room mm-hmm. with Liz. Anyways. <clears throat> oh. Liz is also awesome, but my <laughs> that's my wife. My name's also in the other room. <laughs> also, uh, my name's Kevin Jory. I do uh, work behind the scenes, um, and I don't think I mentioned this in the other one, but um, I'm currently not Catholic, but I will be Catholic in about a week, probably by the time this comes out. Yeah. So hey, whatever hey, I say, hey, take hey. with a super big grain of salt. <laughs> um, I don't have any kids yet, um, but I, you know, we're exploring, you know, and it's. Uh, who, who knows what's going to happen? Oh, gosh. We're talking about schools. We're talking about schools. We're exploring, you know. Okay. Right. Sorry, Liz. She's in the That's other room. amazing. This is what, yep. Just go oh, ahead. Camera in there so you cut to them. My name is Rob Holler. Uh, I am a husband and father. I also love my wife. Um, just let me hang. I just gave you <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> There's really not much more to say. About you. You go on. How were you educated? I was educated uh, poorly. <laughs> well, it wasn't a Catholic school. No, it wasn't. Uh, well, well, gosh. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was poor. Um, but I definitely don't feel like I got the most out of what a Catholic education could have been. In my opinion. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. So, been a contender. You know? yeah, so, you know. Okay, well, I'm John Mark Grodi. I'm the co-host of Elevate Ordinary here at Awaken Catholic. I'm married. I have five kids, and we're homeschooling them. Um, I was homeschooled through most of my youth. I did some couple years online, couple years at the public school, and then back to homeschooling again. Very nice. So I really wanted to, we've been saving this topic for a while and out of deference to me, I think. So thank you because I wanted to be here for this because um, I have, I went to public school K through eight and uh, then I went to Catholic high school and I appreciated it so much. And I loved going to Catholic high school where we could learn about our faith. And it, it was just awesome. Went to Catholic high school or went to Catholic college after that, the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., nice. for the record. Um and then I worked in Catholic schools for 14 years, and that was a great experience. And I uh, often found myself frustrated with these awesome Catholic families I would see at the parish who didn't send their kids to our school. And it was, it was a, a struggle oftentimes for our school to get Catholic students to come to the school a lot of times, even though we tried to prioritize Catholic identity – um, and you know, in the programs we were doing, we had an awesome religion department, awesome campus ministry, but 
and we're, you know, we're, we had these great retreats and, and, and school masses and, and liturgies. Uh, but it's hard when you just don't have that many Catholic students at the school to have that, to, to feel like you have that Catholic identity. Um, and so I would often find myself frustrated with these homeschool parents, but then I would meet them and I would meet their kids and they're awesome Catholic kids. And so I understand like that, that's great. And I even have some people in my own family who have homeschooled um, in my, my wife's family and they, they have um, amazing Catholic kids also. So as my own daughter is trying, is about to go into kindergarten, I find myself thinking like, what is the right choice for us? Um, because I've also seen kids that have gone to Catholic schools that have worked with in youth ministry who for them, it's just like another class. It's like they have math class every day and they're like super hardened against the faith and they've come on this retreat. It's like they went on a math retreat for three days over the weekend. Which and, would be so fun. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if you're really into that, which right. some of them are, but some of them is just like, oh, this is more school and they're kind of hardened against it. So um, anyway, yeah. I, I've just, I've, I've noticed often in, in some Catholic families, it's almost like they've lost faith in Catholic schools. Um, so Anyway, well, I, I, I don't just think it's almost like they have. I think they have. Yeah, I think that many, many of them have. Yeah. So well, and some of them would even find that that expression weird. Why should we have faith in Catholic schools? Correct. That's a mm. new system. That's a new institution. Mm. The Catholic Church is old. The Catholic school system is very, very new. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but I want to back up. Obviously, the first place we start with all of this is that the the parents, Catholic parents, are to be the primary educators of their children. Mm. Right. That's where this all starts, and that's why, uh, you know, all of our joking aside at the beginning. In the end, this is always going to be an individual decision by parents, you know, that they are responsible for their children to, to become adults, to become people who can take care of themselves and to, as best they can, give them the tools they can to, to become saints. Um, but it's up to those parents to, to discern what that looks like in their kids' lives. And so it's going to look different in different people's situations. Mm-hmm. But it, the starting place is that it isn't the government's role to parent your kids. It's not the teacher's role to parent your kids. It's primarily your role to bring those kids into the world and to educate them mm-hmm. and to decide what tools, what uh, mentors, what institutions they need will be helpful for them and for your family to, to, to teach them. Mm-hmm. So subsidiarity is the fancy Catholic word exactly. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does subsidiarity mean? So it's like the, the, in general, there's a preference for like more local control. Yeah. Um, certainly there are certain contexts where, where higher levels of control are, are, are warranted. Um, but specifically the family and respect for the family that, um, you know, before the the city or the county or the state or the, the government or the world has something to say about what your child should learn. The parent first and foremost yeah. has a say in what the, what the child should learn. Yeah. Um, so because they have the most control, the most responsibility, and so that's that's subsidiarity in a yeah. nutshell. And that's baked so, into everything. Again, that, yeah. So I, in uh, on not on not Pete's, to say that those larger things don't have a role. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. yeah. In Pete's uh, Pete Ranges uh, show that he his, his series he did the Catholic Citizen before that was the Catholic vote. Catholic vote. Yeah. And he did a great episode. You can look mm-hmm. it up here on Awaken Catholic on the three principles of Catholic social teaching, and it's human dignity, uh, solidarity, mm-hmm. and subsidiarity. Those three things and. And they're really helpful principles for evaluating all sorts of these social issues of education and government and economics and stuff like that uh, from a Catholic perspective. But that subsidiarity one, that, that there's an order to society. You know, there's the individual in the context of a family. That's the basic unit of society. That basic, uh, that's the original community is the family. And, you know, that, has the, that, that community has the first say on those sorts of things. And that, that community refers to the next level of community, the the, the neighborhood or the mm-hmm. city um, as as needed. But there's always this preference for keeping things as close to that as possible and only going outward as as is needed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think for me, there are two primary components to why we are homeschooling currently. And it it should I should say as well that while we are homeschooling, we only started homeschooling following the COVID-19 pandemic mm-hmm. because everyone had to homeschool. And then when we did it, it was like, oh, we, we kind of like this. Um, we had always kind of fantasized about doing it, but we were resistant because, you know, whatever. Uh, anyways, there are two, in my perspective, I'm not going to speak for my wife here, but for me, there are two primary reasons that we continue to currently homeschool. One is, um, the obvious, which is like, I want to be, well, let me say this. This first reason is about homeschooling in contrast to sending them to Catholic school specifically versus like a, a secular school, um, a state school or whatever. I want us to be able to control, to be the ones who present what the faith looks like to them. So in my own experience growing up, um, I have a lot of teachers from my past that are really great people that um, if I ran into them today, we'd, you know, laugh and hug and it'd be great. But I had almost no teachers growing up in my Catholic school who were a living witness of the gospel. Mm and a living witness of, of the, the power or the gospel, the good news of the Catholic faith specifically. In fact, so many of our teachers were not even Catholic. One of them was a downright, very, like, God help her, she needs healing, bad person. Like, she was terrible and did terrible things to the students. Um, so I think we need to have a higher standard for our hiring in our Catholic schools. And I think that we are starting to, um, but that's one reason. The second reason is that I have a moral problem with a lot of the expectations and standards in our American society and globally, but there's a lot of country, there are a lot of countries right now that are experimenting with alternatives of the, what used to be known as the nine to five, five days a week where you're working and your kids are at school or whatever, daycare. Now it's crept up to being the eight to six and and for many people, six days a week. And it's like this obsession with being productive Mm -hmm. in our culture is creeping into our lives in a way that it's making us, it's forcing us to not stay connected in the way that we could be. Mm -hmm. And so just from that standpoint, I do not want my kids to spend most of their waking hours not with the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Um, because the nuclear family, that's what's there later in life when stuff gets hard. That's what's there to help them through life, right? So and, that's my... Yeah, and, and more than that, there are a number of Catholic schools that I have seen. And thankfully, the, the school that I worked at, St. Vincent Pilati, was not like this. We were very intentionally not like this. But they're... they're there's kind of a Catholic veneer, but they're, for, they're first and foremost, at least in practice, not what their mission statement says, but in practice, they're more of just a prep school. And, um, you know, they're, if you look at where the, the money goes and where the emphasis goes and what people talk about, it's the sports, it's the exactly. engineering lab, it's the yeah. where do we get scholarships to. And something that mm-hmm. our teachers would say all the time, this, this became like a mantra in a, for us in the religion and campus ministry, was we have bigger dreams, this is speaking to the students, is we have bigger dreams than you, for, we have bigger dreams for you than becoming upper middle class. Our dream for you is to be like 
vibrant and alive with the love of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and to spread that love to a world that so desperately needs it. Like you, we are training you in discipleship first and foremost. And yes, we want you to be an awesome engineer, nurse, entrepreneur, artist, athlete, mm-hmm. but you're going to be a different sort of athlete. You're going to be a different sort of entrepreneur. You're going to be one that goes out and, and works for the kingdom yeah. through that. It's very Opus Dei. It's very St. Therese that like you, the sanctification of your daily life and you, you that's part of your vocation. Um, and, and so I, but I do, I do see a lot of Catholic schools that not only um, are, you know, kids away from their families for a large part of the day, but then they're being reinforced with this where you go to school and you get good grades. So you can go to a good college, so you can get a good job, so you can get yeah. the, get the house. And, and it, it just feeds into this kind of the, the toxic parts of the American dream, yeah. you yeah. know, it becomes, a, yeah. you know, the private school. <clears throat> yeah. You know, exactly. and you look yeah. at the original founding of Catholic schools in America, mm-hmm. it was all about service to the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they were there and available for the people who couldn't have an education otherwise, which was just mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, like Catholic schools can be a great tool. And, you know, one of the the biggest challenges to Catholic schools can be parents who basically hand off their kids mm-hmm. and hand mm-hmm. off their life of faith without owning that yes. first. Yeah. You know, I yep. think it is it can be a fantastic supplement. There mm-hmm. are a lot of good Catholic schools, but as good as a Catholic mm-hmm. school can be, it can never replace the parents. Yeah. Yeah, Amen. Know, one thing that you both, Nick, talking about how the, the work day and the school day continue to creep and, and take up more and more of the day, and then what, what you were talking about, Tenny, and, and you, Rob, you know, makes me think about how, you know, ever since the Enlightenment, sort of all of, certainly America, we right and left, conservatives and liberals, we're swimming, swimming in a much broader philosophical sea of liberalism, which means many things, but one of the things it means is this implicit trust in systems. Mm. You know, that, that the right governmental system, the right economic system, the right school system, the right, uh, you know, uh, Sunday school system will, you know, it's a conveyor belt and it'll produce the right product on the other end. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if, if it's not producing the right outcome, oh, well, we just need to tweak the system. Mm-hmm. The school day needs to get longer. The work day <clears> needs to get longer. The economics need to be tweaked. Um, and that, that whole premise is problematic. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very it's very a counter to the, the Catholic presumption that underneath all that, none of that's really going to work. The best system in the world is not going to work if underlying it, there's not this pursuit of holiness mm-hmm. and pursuit of virtue. Yes. And so I think that's a key in all this and that that I think uh, uh, many Catholic schools mm-hmm. have, have very much bought in just to, we have to have the perfect system and it needs to get bigger and more complex and longer days and all this kind of stuff. And we can produce the perfect fruit, perfect product mm-hmm. when under, underlying it all. It's not going to matter unless the parents and the parents to their children, there's this mm-hmm. growth in virtue. Mm-hmm. And, and in that context, the systems become helpful. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the great vibrant parish, the great Sunday school class, you know, the, the well-ordered Catholic school could be a good tool. Mm-hmm. But it has to be built on that foundation of, of, of individuals in, in a community growing in virtue. Yeah, it's both. It's both and. I think there's, yeah. you know, there's always the times I know of people who don't have that experience in the homes as well, and they do go to Catholic schools, mm-hmm. and they have an experience from a great teacher. Right. You know, I can think back, you know, maybe I wasn't aware at the time of, you know, who were the, you know, devout people mm-hmm. who are really, you know, who had a passion for the faith uh, and sharing it with people. Um, you know, I think they, they do have a real influence on people, and it's unfortunate that sometimes they go in and they make up for what's lacking. Uh, but there, there is a good there in and of itself as well, whether or not it's in the home. Yeah. Whenever somebody 
you know, in any sort of teaching situation or authority, you know, pursues holiness, yeah. you know, they can share that holiness with someone else. And hopefully Catholic schools is a place where that's continuing to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's good when it happens. Mm-hmm. Now it, it can be a bit, it can be a bandaid for an underlying issue mm-hmm. that still has to be addressed because in the end, all the great teachers in the world aren't going to make up for a broken Catholic homes mm-hmm. where the faith yeah. isn't lived and spoken about, where prayers aren't said, where the faith isn't, isn't uh, discussed and, mm-hmm. and emphasized and made important. But so that they're a band-aid and they're good and they sometimes they come in and save the day. Mm-hmm. But they also we also have to you know be be recognizing that underneath all that it's it it has to go back to a, a reform, yeah. uh, re-emphasis on the the parents as yeah. being the primary educators mm-hmm. and evangelizers. The, the primary church. catechists. Yeah, it's not your Sunday school. It's not your Catholic school. First and foremost, it's got to be you. Right. right. And then on top of that, it's the homeschool, the homeschool group, the Catholic school, the Sunday school. So, um, yeah. so I think. Recognizing that is one thing. So I guess uh, what would you, I feel like I have some ideas about this, having worked in Catholic schools and seeing, seeing good, awesome Catholic schools and seeing not so awesome Catholic schools. What can we say to parents who are looking at Catholic schools and trying to like, what would we say? These are the things you should look for. Like when you're trying to decide if you're going to send your kid to that Catholic school or not, what should you look for? What are the hallmarks of a Catholic school that's doing it right? And authentically forming disciples and helping you in your role as a catechist versus just another ca- another prep school with a Catholic veneer, mm. you know. Can I actually? Can we hold that question? Yeah, let's hold I think that it's question. Be super relevant yeah. uh, in a second. So the other thing I wanted to mention um, is related to. Uh, so, like the, the I guess I have a third factor that is why we're homeschooling. Um, that is that there are so many weird dynamics that everybody experiences when they go to a school, whether it's Catholic or public mm-hmm. or Christian, whatever. Um, not to say Catholics aren't Christians, but non-Catholic Christian schools. Okay. Uh, and that is like the peer dynamics, the relationships amongst the peers, whether it's the crushes or the, the bullying or like there's so much weird stuff that even at my small Catholic school uh, where we had 12 people in my class, there are so many and, and this isn't to sound overly dramatic, but I just I remember specific instances from my childhood that were traumatic based on the way that in any given moment I was bullied. And it's not like I was always bullied. It's like it almost can shift around and everyone takes turns being bullied and whatever um, at that young age. And so I just think that there's another factor that there is very little that whether the parents or the schools can do to mitigate what is going to happen when you have that number of that young of kids together for that many hours every day for that many days of the year. Like you're going to have weird dynamics that really construct or destruct your child's psyche, self-image, feelings of what it takes to be adequate uh, societally or professionally. And those, those things to me, like I would rather give my kids tough love but also build up their their image of themselves in a way that they believe in themselves and they think they can accomplish anything because anybody can accomplish anything when you don't have your own psychological barriers to, to limit you. And most people have psychological barriers based on trauma that they've experienced that keeps them from accomplishing what they could. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'd be interested related to the question you just asked mm-hmm. in adding to that conversation, like what does school discipline look like? What does it look like when, when one of the children, like, how does the school handle discipline issues? How does the school handle 
you know, cultivating a, a non-bullying atmosphere without doing it in like a cheesy, typical non-bullying school way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think those are important dynamics too that aren't even explicitly about the faith, but are going to be there no matter what. You. Yeah, you. You know you've always wanted to go to Paris. Well, now's your chance. If you go with Select International Tours, the sponsor of today's Awakened Catholic Show episode, you can join Claire Swinarski from the Catholic Feminist Podcast, as well as author and speaker Catherine Whitaker, along with a host of other powerful Catholic women on a once-in-a-lifetime Seine River Cruise pilgrimage in France. Visit and venerate the Sister Saints of France in Lisieux, Paris, Lourdes, and more. Sacre bleu! Learn more by visiting selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken. Well, I think, I think that's one thing is, is one thing to look at is look at the culture of the students and do students feel cared for? Does it feel like a family? It's something that always, we always talked about the Pilates family and that's like how it talked about it. It was very much – not that kids didn't get bullied, not that – because that, that, that happens to some extent at every school, um, which is maybe – what you're saying. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I, I'm not sure that doesn't happen at, at, at homeschooling or may, maybe there's a way to, to make oh, that a learning it opportunity. It happens. Yeah. Um, it can I happen in five. It can they, happen they, they in bully each other. I, mean, uh, yeah. I had uh, Edmund Mitchell on my show the other day on, on the, the definitive awake Catholic show. And, uh, he, he, he joked about like, because his kids are homeschooled, he has to bully them to make sure that they build character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, asking, asking that question, like, how do they, how do they build character? And, um, I mean, that can, that can be a, a great formative experience as kids who, you know, when, the, when the clicks break down and when there's moments for reconciliation, like one of the things we did on our senior retreat with our, with our seniors is we're like, all right, the beginning of your senior year, there's been lots of, lots of issues, lots of drama. And we would do this, this after we did sacramental reconciliation, we're like, now we're going to give you guys a chance to come clean with each other. And we'd give them like little tokens to give to each other. If it says there's somebody you need to reconcile with somebody you need to apologize to in this room, here's an opportunity to do it. And the senior, you would not believe like the tears flowing and they'd go on for like an hour. As long as we didn't let them, they would just go around and it was a great way to form the class at the beginning of the, the senior year. And a lot of those hatchets got buried. A lot of that healing actually really did happen. And I'd have students come up to me like, Mr. Tenney, I know it was a punk freshman year. You know, I just want to apologize. And, you know, like, <laughs> that's great. So, you know, things, things like that, that focus on, on, you know, in, in ways that older kids can mentor younger kids. And there, there's beautiful stuff that can be done. And community. I just think in terms of Catholic mm-hmm. education, like community seems to be pretty important. Mm-hmm. And I think that primary community in the home, like absolutely can happen. Yeah. It needs to happen. And if you have other families you're involved with, then, oh, so sorry, Mike wasn't close enough. If you are, you know, have a cohort of other families, if you're also, whether it's in a Catholic school or homeschool setting, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just think that's vital for living out our faith. You know, one thing that's, that I think is significant about these kind of discussions is that, you know, like in this discussion, for instance, we've talked this whole time so far, and we've talked all about really community and community mm-hmm. dynamics not about education at all. Mm-hmm. And that's a, an interesting thing here, that when we think of school, oftentimes what we're thinking of is the, the, the main formative community. And that actually mm-hmm. ends up being a lot of times similar with you, Nick, is my concern is that I, I want to make sure that whatever the school situation, the education situation, however they're learning, they're reading, writing, and arithmetic, that there's enough of the primary community of the mm-hmm. home that whatever they're experiencing in their secondary communities of a school community or their friends or their relatives, whatever, that there's enough of a presence of the primary community that whatever they experience out there, they're able to come back here 
and and you know feel at home yeah. and there's a vulnerability and there's a, an ability to talk yeah. I, I worry about that especially as as school oftentimes uh, grows to take on more and more with extracurriculars 100%. and bus rides to and, and homework at home to the point where there's not much time uh, and emotional energy left for the primary community and mm-hmm. that's always a concern for me like there has yeah. to be enough mm-hmm. for our primary community to have those relationships so that whatever they're experiencing out there, they can bring that back and process that and have a have a home. Mm-hmm. And so, and I do very very distinctly remember that my school community, my small class of twelve kids, like that was my life. Yeah. And and my family was like this thing I put up with, and they feed me. Yeah. You know, like, and, and I sleep at night under their roof. Like, it, I, I, that's tomorrow I can get away. I'm exaggerating, but like the point is that what mattered was the drama with my friends. What mattered was the drama with the girls that we had crushes on or whatever. Like, that was life. And I don't want that to be my kid's life. And I don't know that you can fix that just by having a really strong identity as a Catholic you know, Catholic identity in your school. And I don't think that's the fault of, school, of schools. I think, again, that's, that's more a problem of the presumption of, of I think, our, of our society about what school is mm-hmm. and about the place of the family and about the role of the parents. Because, again, Chesterton points this out a lot that public school in his writings, he points out the public schools of that time were anything but public because they precisely took the kids away from the parents and then taught them to basically think that their parents were idiots. Now we're going to teach you the real stuff rather than being something that reinforced mm-hmm. something that, that, you know, embedded them more deeply in their community and their culture and their society and their communities. It took it's something that took them away. And so I think a, a good Catholic school um, would in theory, you know, embed those kids more deeply in their family and their family communities. Yeah. You know, so those things became more important, more heightened rather than something that was they're pulled away from. It's so funny that you mentioned too, like just like academics for me, when I think about a good school, like academics is not real high, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's like not the right thing to say, but mm-hmm. no, you know, it's true. I care more that my child is good. Mm-hmm. than he gets good grades, that he's smart, that he's, quote, unquote, ahead in life, mm-hmm. like, to me, that's number one. And there's and such an emphasis in the Catholic schools about, huh, we're a pre-high school, uh, or what do they call it? Um, college prep. Yeah, high school mm-hmm. prep and then college prep when you're in high school. And, well, like, that's such would, a huge yeah, emphasis. I don't say that's, that's everywhere. No, but I'm saying I've experienced in what I've observed that that's a huge emphasis. Like well, that's Because that's what point. a lot of parents want. But it might, well, also, but be the other, it might also be the opposite, mm-hmm. though, in the sense of I'm not expecting the school to be the place that, that teaches my kid to be good. Or teaches them the virtue, or teaches them faith, or gives them community or socialization. Maybe I'm just looking for a school that just teaches them to read and write and do math really, really, really well. And their their place of community and socialization and learning the faith is actually more in their primary community and amongst the families. Again, I think I think what are we expecting out of the school? I think is an interesting question because yeah. again, we've talked this whole time, and it's all been about community mm-hmm. dynamics yeah. well and i think part part of the, that's part of the reason why so many catholic schools are tied to a parish and if that's yeah. your parish like that i guess one of the reasons i i've i want to send my daughter to, to our catholic school is because it's our parish where my wife and i met and it's where her her cousins go and our friends go and it's the the priests we know and like that's it that's part of our not primary but i think the parish is a secondary community mm-hmm. you know so she'll be involved in that um so which you can still do as a homeschool or a public school i'm yeah. really curious Kevin, you went to a public school. Mm-hmm. I'm curious for two things. One, what was your experience like doing that? But two, do you, what are your reactions to the things you're hearing us share about having gone to a public school? 
It's so interesting because I, f- I feel like I'm just getting, I like I'm getting personally like so much from what you guys are talking about right now. There's so many competing things at play right now. Like I feel like the secular world has infiltrated like some of, not all, but some of the Catholic schools. So it's like, the, you know, the college prep. It's like we're chasing worldly things when, like you said, like, we want the community, like we want people to be good. And it's just, everyone's trying to figure out how to do that from like, man, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm leaning more towards the homeschool route just because I look back at my own public school and I said pagan before that. <laughs> I realized now that was uncharitable. I'm super sorry. We were joking that. around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, in my own like personal, like I, I think back to like junior high even, and I was in a, like a cooking class and I made like the worst egg omelet. <laughs> and it's like my mom or my dad couldn't teach me how to make an <laughs> egg omelet. And I'm like, maybe there's a better use for my time or maybe my, my parents can like, they, I'm sure like, this is not anything against them. Like they wanted to, you know, instill in me values, but that, I don't know, like things come from those values, yeah. but we don't need to rely on school only for those things. Like mm-hmm. we That's can go there point. for arithmetic and, and reading and everything, but like it's the community and your family that, and the church that instills the values. Mm-hmm. We, I don't know. Well, I was just going to say, I think there's a, there's a value to public schools and I'm, I'm thankful for my public school yeah. um, experience because it gave me experience of Muslims, Jews, mm. agnostics, atheists, some people who I'm still in contact with and friends with. And I think that is good for Catholics to be in touch with those people mm-hmm. and see that they are people. And it, we can become over, overly um, like, you know, isolated and that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, I, I, I hate to say this, but I've seen this is some people send their kids to Catholic schools because the public schools, there's too many black and brown kids. And they won't even send the, and like as, as my Catholic school, and they won't say that out loud, but they'll just say, oh, that, that school's gone downhill. So what's gone down school? But, oh, just like the kids that go there. Well, what about the kids that go? Like mm-hmm. you can, you can just tell, like they, they won't say it, but when they, if they saw two white kids out in front of the school, like pushing each other around, goofing around, it's very different to them than if they saw two black kids out there pushing each other around. And, and so there is, and there were Catholic schools in the United States. You look at the dates they were founded. Some of them were founded right after the schools got integrated in the Southern States. I'm from Maryland. Like there's, so I, 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 I want, there's, I, there's something to, like Catholics being integrated in the larger community. Like that's good for us as Catholics. We should be out there in a certain way. So I don't want to poop on public schools. Um, and I do see criti- valid criticisms of, of Catholic schools as maybe we're, 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 or even homeschooling is we're pulling too much away. Um, anyway, so that's just something I, I wanted so to I, throw I, out there. I value so. pu- public schools and Catholic schools, especially in the, in the tradition of the Catholic school system as being you know a, a service there to mm-hmm. educate people, yeah. not as something to, to, to be this private thing away from the world, but mm-hmm. to be there to educate people. I value public schools being there and being, you know, well taught and well organized, being there for people who who want that service. But again, I, I do get leery though of the sense of that that it's the it's my, the job of my kids to be out. Like some people make this comment that well, your kids need to be out there because they need to be a light, in, you know, in the dark world. They need mm-hmm. to be out there evangelizing. Yeah. I'm like, that's not the job of my kids. Yeah, not of a kid. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not, like, mm-hmm. what is education about? Like, mm-hmm. we're talking about this period of time in a, in a person's life of education, this formative time when they're supposed to be learning and preparing for 
for their life. We're not putting our kids out there and expecting them to fight the culture war for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not ready for that. Yeah, but, but there is, there is what, I'm, I'm, I, what I was saying is not that they should be a, a light necessarily, but that I think it was good for me in first grade to become best friends with a Jewish kid. Sure. Who's yeah. still a good friend of mine. Now, I still talk to granted, you know, I had a Jewish kid my entire life at St. Aloysius when I, where I went to Catholic school. Yeah. Like we had a Jewish kid. You can yeah. get him anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get him anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all live yeah, in neighborhoods. Yeah. We mm-hmm. all have all kinds of people around yeah. us. And mm-hmm. I, my yeah. point wasn't to be a contrary mm-hmm. to yours. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. that, mm-hmm. again, it goes back to me, this this underlying question of, like, what is the point of education? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. again, we keep talking about schools, and we keep not talking about actually educating the kids. We're talking about all the stuff around it, the community, That's the so university, the, the social dynamics, mm-hmm. the retreat stuff. Well, and that's all education. Yes, so again, education maybe. But again, mm-hmm. like we're being yeah. very intentional about where that education comes from. Like why mm-hmm. do what's the very best way for my kids to go learn mathematics mm-hmm. or to learn to read or learn to learn these things? And mm-hmm. again, it's it's just interesting how the conversation always focuses on all the rest of that stuff mm-hmm. when But those are also supremely relevant in the conversation because man, I know what has made me who I am today mm-hmm. and like it was not my math class. It was not my science class. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it was also not my religion class. Mm-hmm. Like, and so honestly, those are the relevant questions. Now, if you're aiming to like work for NASA or, you know, that's extreme. But like, if you're if you're working towards something in your life, like as a kid, your dream is to do X, Y, and Z that requires X, Y, and Z degrees. Like, a- academia is super important. But I think what I'm saying is like almost. More important than that is all the stuff we have been talking about because that's who makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you're not homeschooled, all of the communal dynamics and the relational dynamics amongst your the faculty at your school, like all of that stuff has a heavy influence on who you become, mm-hmm. has a heavy influence on what traumas you experience, have a heavy, like there, there's so much there that really is what matters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If your mic wasn't on the stand, you could probably drop it. Right <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And you can homeschool and have your kid on a soccer team with yeah. Jewish kids and agnostics and that sort of thing. So yeah, like I, my, I said, my, you can get them anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my point was <laughs> yeah. just that I think, I think there is a danger in becoming too bubbleized. Like know? isolated. Yeah. That, I think yeah. that's a danger. You know? like There's a danger in not being bubbleized enough. You know, I think that can happen mm-hmm. in homeschool. Yeah. I think it can happen in Catholic mm-hmm. schools. You know, and certainly it can, you know, in some ways happen in public schools. Well, it does. That's what clicks way. are. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like the the M Night Shyamalan movie uh, it's called not that hard. The Nailed Village. Shyamalan. <laughs> sure, John Mark. Sure. Anyway, it's there called you go. The Village, and uh, I actually love Father Adam Hertzfeld references this all the time when he's dealing with homeschooling parents that are like too extreme. Um, he'll, you know, kind of draw upon the messages of this movie, The Village where it's like these parents are fighting so hard to protect their kids mm-hmm. from the evils of the outside spoilers. world. Yeah, sorry. Big spoiler. That, uh, that they end up, like, creating this, like, synthesized, uh, antiquated existence with no technology and all this stuff, and then they have to literally create this this fantasy about these monsters, and then they have to go to the lengths of creating monster costumes so that they can pretend that they are actually at risk of being attacked by the outside world these monsters Mm -hmm. and like 
it's just not sustainable like it's not healthy it's not good people end up getting very hurt like uh and and so we we the mentality can't be if you're going to homeschool it can't be like oh i gotta i gotta preserve i gotta protect like, like this is this is you know i gotta hang on to what's good true and beautiful and pure and and like they can't see the outside world so like alina and i we we pretty d decidedly with our homeschooling we are are fairly edgy with our kids like we will say things that other homeschooling families might not say with their kids we don't curse with them but like you know we we want to not we want to specifically not try to take this approach of pretending that they're never going to get exposed to things that you know so i think that we got to be careful about what our intentions are too about where we're sending yeah. them again going back to this this underlying question i think we have to tackle though you know so what is the role of education and like we think of like the term like liberal arts like what are, what are the liberal arts liberal means free here the free arts the education that that creates in the end a free human being mm -hmm. free in the sense in the sense of virtue someone who mm -hmm. is self-possessed mm -hmm. someone who is able to think someone who is able to recognize right from wrong someone who is self-controlled enough to be able to to operate in society and not so, just be blown with the waves of whatever society right so that, that involves some of the content you know the reading writing arithmetic the tools some of the content it involves the socialization you know the ability to get along with people you know all that interpersonal kind of stuff and the, the parent is the primary educator so again the simply protecting the kids that's not the point of your education exactly mm -hmm. simply thrusting them out there and expecting them mm -hmm. to fight the battles of the church in terms of evangelization and reforming convert their the parish peers. and reforming mm -hmm. the like no that's not their job either no your job is to raise them up into adults not even necessarily to make them saints because you can't do that mm -hmm. you Only cannot can do, do that, that as a parent you can prepare them to be mm -hmm. adults, successful adults. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you teach that, you give them content, you give them the tools for learning, and you give them as best you can the example and the training in virtue. And then you enlist whatever tools and other people, other families, teachers, you know, pastors, parish community that are going to help you do that job of, of, of lifting up that, that kid into an adult. That can then go off and make their own damn mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great summation of everything that we've uh, talked about yeah, here. I mm -hmm. think so. Because yeah. regardless of what you do for the schooling, like that has to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, there you well, go. <laughs> discern carefully, <laughs> parents. <laughs> discern carefully. And that's why you're wrong. <laughs> 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 tell us in the comments what are you doing for your kids schooling and or if you don't have kids what did you or what will you do for your kids schooling what did we miss i'm sure there are some yeah there's some yeah. things we missed glaring yeah. things we missed let us know Mm -hmm. Yeah, what should we have thought about that we didn't because think about? Because we're still trying to figure this out. Yeah, we're so still trying to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> we're just a bunch <laughs> of dudes, you know? Mm -hmm. A bunch of dudes. Where are the kids right now, actually? Oh, oh shit. I <laughs> My kids? They're, they're Any, anyone's kids. I thought you were watching them. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to support shows like this, you can go to awakencatholic.org and make a, a recurring donation, become part of the Awaken Nation, and uh, support what we're doing here and help send our kids to Catholic schools or homeschool or whatever we choose to do with them. So. <laughs> or the wolf's den, whatever. Yes. You know. <laughs> the wolves. Mm -hmm. the wolf. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow App. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate.
Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.